Hey Scott, good Hi, to yeah, good to catch up with you after a long, long, long time. This is our reunion episode, and we are going to kick off uh, from uh, this episode onwards a new format, a new structure. Uh, me and Scott have had a bit of back and forth, uh, finalizing a few things of what uh, will be good for the podcast, and finally uh, we we have a loose format, and we are excited uh, to uh, share. Uh, uh, you know what we have come up with, Scott. Hey, Prashant. Yeah, good to be back again. Good to be chatting with you again. So, um, yeah, let's just get straight into it. Hey, what do you got? Cool. Yeah. So, Scott, I have this uh, thing. If you see uh, the notes that I've uh, made uh, for this week, I have this thing which you can see, uh, which is titled as "Unoptimized," yeah. and um, "Unoptimized." Is, is probably just a word uh, that I've taken from a podcast that I was listening to uh, a couple of weeks back uh, by one of my favorite authors called uh, Derek Sivers. And the concept of unoptimized being living an unoptimized life, as in having very less things to plan out with. You know, so on this podcast with Tim Ferriss, um, uh, which is the Tim Ferriss uh, show. It is, I think, so uh, one of the top 10 podcasts in the world, uh, the personal brand podcast in the world. Um, Derek Sivers goes on um, and he shares this, uh, you know, he shares this beautiful story of he and his son, uh, uh, you know, they take a train from Oxford to London. And, uh, you know, he tells his uh, son that it might rain, it might not rain, he's unsure. Uh, so he tells his son that, um, you know, um, okay, if it's raining, we are going to go to the museum. And if it's not raining, we are going to go to the zoo. His son said, okay. Um, so once they got uh, to the uh, the central station in uh, London, they walked out and uh, his son looked at him and said, you know, dad, I don't want to go to the zoo or the museum. What do you want to do? He said, let's just walk around. Derek said, sure, yeah, okay, let's do it. And they walk around and they walk around and he sees this uh, a small bunch of uh, Croatian kids uh, uh, playing on um, uh, the park benches and uh, they have a little tickling match. And uh, a, a bit later into uh, the street, he finds this, uh, his son finds this huge cardboard box uh, that is as big as him. And uh, he fits himself inside that cardboard box and walks uh, you know, like a uh, uh, like a robo on the streets with a uh, cardboard box around him, and uh, people taking double turns and looking at him, uh, astonished and amused and having a laugh. And uh, uh, you know, they they spend an hour uh, uh, just wandering around, and then they end up in a Western musical uh, concert uh, called uh, Wicked, and they check <laughs> if there are tickets available for the show, and then uh, uh, the ticket master says that there are two. There are the last two tickets available, and that's right in the center of the eighth row. So they watch the they watch the musical. Uh, as they're watching the musical, uh, the son looks at Derek and says, uh, "Dad, I really like that girl sitting next to me." And after some time, when Derek, uh, you know, just peeps over to see what his son is doing, his son is holding the hand uh, the hands of the girl, and uh, that was a beautiful moment that he captured as a as a father and. You know, all those beautiful things happen. And when they go back home and when they reach home, the dad asks uh, the son, uh, did you have a good day? So the son says, um, I had a great day. Um, 
you know so derek says all right so what was your most favorite thing today and uh, the son says the cardboard box and just hearing that he melted uh, you know because that's the point uh, where he realized that so much of planning we do in our lives so much of optimizing we want in our lives so many so many things have to be perfect organized and um, we want our best or rather we want the best for our children and want uh, that best experience to be passed on to us also witnessing uh, those good things our children are experiencing but in that moment he realized that life needn't be optimized it has to be un optimized and uh, you know through the story we learn the limitations of uh, uh, you know the planning in life and uh, what uh, new information new experiences you know what it can do to change who you are and where you are in that moment and this is one uh, story that really stuck with me uh, once i uh, uh, got through that podcast and even in that podcast at this particular moment uh, derek really gets emotional you know he while talking about this experience such a simple and you know such a naive experience um, i really felt amazing about it what like what do you think uh, of this uh, of this style of living yeah it's lovely hey um yeah, it just makes me think about my kids and stuff as well, you know, and, and the amount of planning or the amount of stuff that you tell them to do. You got to do this. No, don't do that. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. You know, you get in, you get in their way all the time. And I, yep. like, as as a as a dad, I don't know, I can't speak for mums, but as a dad, you kind of feel guilty about it. You know, mm-hmm. afterwards, you know, you shouldn't be doing it in the moment, but afterwards, you kind of like, man, I, just, I should just let them do what they want to do because they find. They find joy in anything, like you said, like a cardboard box. You know I mean? like, it's like, do you want to go to the zoo or do you want to yeah. go to the museum? And for us, it's like, that's awesome, the museum and the, and the zoo. But for them, they're just like, I just want to hang with you, you know. I just want to yeah. fit inside a cardboard box and that's have the best day of my life. <laughs> it's yeah. unreal. Yeah, and it yeah. happens so many times with um, us also where, uh, you know, we get uh, maybe a toy for a kid and the kid opens the toy uh, uh, from the box and sees the toy, uh, uh, you know, finds it amusing and plays it for a while. And all you know, after you're uh, visiting the kid's room after an hour, the toy is, on one, is in one corner of the room and they're playing with the box, yeah. the cardboard box that came in, that it yeah, came yeah. In, you know? So, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> So these kind of uh, little things, I think, so it it adds a little checkpoint uh, to our uh, expectations of things being right and things being uh, uh, perfect. And I and and this uh, particular story really resonated with me. You know, just just use your intuition, use use mm. your uh, use your. I would not not even say your parenting instinct at that moment. Use your human instinct at that moment. Use your mm. human intuition at that moment, and just and just let let the water flow see where it goes see where it takes you yeah perfect man that's yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, we uh, I, I think it's it's that sort of unknown isn't it that sort of scares the shit out of us it's kind of like yep. if we don't plan something like how are we gonna how are we gonna sort of navigate things and like you said if you, mm. if you just trust that that compass on the yep. inside the internal compass that's that's the way because funny you should be saying that too because that's like where that's the last few months that's where i've been as well um yeah for me it's kind of like been chasing the spiritual thing 
you know, I've got to have it, must be spiritual, you know, got to do my practice, got to do my, my meditation, got to do this, got to say that, got to fit in. And, um, yeah, I think it really resonates where I've just, the last few weeks I've just gone, do you know what, i just got to drop it. And <laughs> the more you chase it, the further it runs away, right? Like, and, and there's nothing to get. And so it doesn't matter how, for how long you sit down and meditate, doesn't, it doesn't matter for how long, I don't know, you, you, you talk the talk or you, you're in the jargon and the lingo and that kind of stuff. It's not going to get you any further. And so that kind of, that, that sort of, I guess, um, moves me to the point on my topics, right, where number five here is Rupert's Spirit Chat. And it's basically mm. about this, right? And so for those who don't know Rupert Spira, he's Spira maybe, I think it's Spira or Spira. I think it's Spira actually, sorry for the mispronunciation, but <laughs> it's Spira. Yeah. And he, it's a short little three and a half minute um, talk and he's got talks on all things spiritual. And so he, I think, I'll probably fuck it up, but he's <laughs> his background is in the Vendatas. So um, he, mm. he, yeah, he, um, what do you call it? He, he was taught through that sort of tradition and, and whatnot. And so he's kind of come to his own um, place of enlightenment. And um, he's just kind of sharing it with people now through all these talks and, and whatnot. But um, basically, he is talking about what I just talked about. You know, so in the beginning, you start on that journey of, of trying to to, to reach the source. I've got to be spiritual. I've got to be this. I've got to be that. And so you meditate, you sit down, and you've got your mantra and you've got, you're doing your yoga and you're doing your this and you're doing your that. You can probably hear my kids in the background now screaming. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> so I do have a family. Um, yep. But yeah, basically, you know, you sit down and, you, and you're a good student, you do it all and you, you're fantastic at it and you're reaching all these goals. And he's, he's just saying, all that is, is just your ego. At the base of it is the ego, and the ego wants all the time. It wants to do mm. It's never satisfied with being here and now. So it's always seeking. It's always seeking. It's always doing this. But that's also a process, right? So you've got to go through that. And you sort of get to, once you've exhausted that after, who, who knows, it could be years, could be minutes, could be hours or whatever. But once you've exhausted that, you come to this place where you just sort of like, you just drop it. You let it all go, mm. because what I'm finding is 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 I'd read the books, I'd listen to the podcasts, I yep. do all the you know the research and all that kind of stuff, and all I'm doing is I'm taking bits and pieces of other people's lives and yep. and other people's techniques on how they've tread how they've trod their tread trod mm. trod their path. Yeah, and you go okay, I'll take a bit of that and I'll put it onto me, and it's it's not you, and so. Mm. You just at the end of it, you, you're the only person who can who can tread that path. You're the only person who can, sorry, excuse me, who can walk it. And my dad always said, actually, he just a simple phrase. It was like you live and you learn. And only over the last couple of weeks have I gone, shit. Like there's so much in that like simple two word phrase. You live and you learn because living is a spontaneous act, right? So yep. things happen. You can't plan it. Like you said, you can't plan to go to the zoo or plan to do this with your kid. It's like mm. I can't plan my action or reaction or whatever. So it's a spontaneous action. And then you learn from that. And that's all it is. That's that's treading your own path. So, 
yeah, like if we can show a bit of that clip or whatever later or just set a link up, it's really profound. And, mm. um, yeah, it's um, it's definitely one to have a look at. And that resonated with me like what you said there. So that first thing that popped in my head was like, oh, yeah, that, that – Rupert Spira, no, I'll, I'll chat about that. So you know what, what do you think? Uh, Scott, when you were yeah. when you were mentioning this, uh, one thing that really uh, hit with me is uh, it's true. We we live so many people's lives in our single lifetime, right? Yeah. We uh, we uh, uh, you know as grown ups, the first set of people that we uh, live the lives of are our parents. Then probably a few traits or a few characteristics of our uh, grandparents, then our friends, then our siblings, then our, uh, you know, our colleagues. And, uh, you know, we are are in a constant, uh, uh, you know, perplexual mode throughout trying to figure out, uh, you know, what is is the right way to do it? And then with that question, we, we probably ask our friend or we look up a book or we watch a video and then we find that answer and then we figure that that's the right answer. We try practicing it and uh, all we know that that is not the path. And then we say that, no, I should have done this. And, um, you know, that, that constant um, quest to keep searching, keep discovering, I think so that eats up a lot of our emotional energy also. And uh, it becomes a lot confusing, uh, not just for us, but uh, for uh, the little ones also, and more importantly mm. for the spouses, <laughs> because yeah. because today we say uh, you know on the twentieth of next month we'll be doing this, we'll be planning these five things because I believe in it you know very strongly, <laughs> and come fifteenth of that month you say no I don't think so we should be doing that because you know many things have changed uh, I think so we should drop the plan and uh, you know then. Uh, uh, gets into the, um, uh, you know, it gets into a unnecessary um, friction, which if your partner does not understand you or does not uh, make an effort to, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 mm. uh, uh, mutual. If both don't understand each other, then it gets into a unresolved uh, issue that uh, you know boils up much later, uh, probably in a public setting or probably in front of your uh, kids, and then it turns out to be very nasty. So that's it, Scott. Uh, you know, the other day I was watching this um, uh, one uh, medical doctor and um, he had this, uh, uh, a simple two-liner uh, nugget of wisdom. So he asks the audience, like, what is the best way uh, to, uh, you know, what is the best way to ensure that um, your kids are mentally strong what do you think scott the answer should be or what do you think the answer will be to ensure that our kids are mentally strong was that yeah. sorry that's yeah. what you're saying yeah. Yeah? yeah yeah what is the best way to ensure they're mentally strong well i don't know i guess just to just to act i guess and and rather than talking man it just just be what you're thinking or be what you say you are maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, again, this is uh, closely linked to, uh, you know, the the topic that I started out with and the topic that you shared uh, mm-hmm. about with uh, Robert uh, Spider. Um, it is, the answer is, teach your kids to solve their own problems. Do not solve their problems. Mm. 
the yeah, kids yeah. should learn to solve their own problems and uh, i think so we we both have discussed this uh, uh, in a different way in a different context in our uh, much earlier episodes mm-hmm. we have discussed this uh, and it's hard Uh, it's the, hard, right? yeah the wisdom yeah the wisdom that shared here it's very hard yeah. uh, it's very hard to um, uh, you know practically impose in some really challenging situations mm. um, but i think so it is the most practical uh, uh, piece of uh, wisdom that was shared uh, by this doc and it's it's not proprietary to that doctor or whatever it is it is the golden standard of uh, you know yeah. parenting or forget parenting it is a golden standard of being a human you know you solve your own problems figure out because the yeah. the eureka moment that you're going to get as you resolve uh, the friction that you're going through um, mm. will make you much stronger rather than you being spoon fed with uh, uh, you know uh, nuggets of wisdom and uh, so many books and watching so many movies and and again you know probably uh, walking the path that we as uh, parents walked you know we mm. do not want our kids taking even like 50% of the journey that we took <laughs> because <laughs> our time and space was different uh, yeah. today kids are growing up to be much smarter uh, they have got technology uh, uh, you know spread around uh, uh, them Yeah. you know where they get access to anything and everything within seconds yeah. um so empowering them to take the best decisions and helping them or giving them ideas to resolve their um uh you know their problems i think so is going to be an asset yeah, yeah what do you yeah, think yeah yeah oh, totally yeah and look it, like i was saying before it's hard especially when you're tired like you know at the moment we've got little little louis coming into our lives and he's 6 month or going on 7 months soon and um you know there's just not sleeping so well and so you've got violet as well his big sister who loves him so much almost too much you know and so <laughs> when you it depends uh you know i guess it's proportional to how many kids you got so yeah you know you do your best and you, you do your best yeah. in the moment right and and all, yeah. all that's all you can do But I think also too the important thing is is to not beat yourself up if you're not doing it. And yeah. so you know that's that's almost worse in a way. It's like, oh god, I haven't done I haven't let I haven't let Violet do XYZ on her own, you know, and you start beating mm. yourself up. That it's not going to help anyone. Yeah. And it's a part of parenting and and that is a part of living and learning too, right? And so you've just got to be like, right, if you if you can, you get that little bit of awareness to say, right, okay, didn't happen this time but next time I'm going to try and let her do whatever it is on her own to try and figure it out you know and so mm. we try try our best within within reason and as long as they're not you know hurting themselves and all that kind of stuff you know you do your best right yeah so um scott what else what else have you got i i see some very inter- interesting uh, yeah. things in your topic list what what else have you got dad reflexes i reckon we should go on to that next cuz <laughs> You know, you know Reddit, right? Let's take it up. Yeah. Yeah, so Reddit it's a great little platform there and they've got some fantastic little videos and stuff and and I found this um let me bring it up. I found this fantastic video or it's a channel mm. called um Dad Reflexes. Oh, okay. And so yeah, it's <laughs> it's all these it's all these videos of dads doing amazing acrobatics of saving their kids when they're in trouble, right? And so There's this one video that just cracks me up all the time. 
And it's it's they're in the snow, right? There's this family in the snow, and there's this this dad who's somehow right. There's he's running up a hill, and there's mm. two kids. He's got his two kids, and at the top of the hill, coming down the hill, is this kid on a toboggan or a sled or whatever, right? And so these kids hurtling towards these two kids at breakneck speed, like a bowling ball about to take out the ten pins, right? And mm-hmm. the dad sees him and he starts running, running okay. after his two kids, grabs the first kid in the left arm, hoists him in the mm. air, grabs the second kid in the right arm, hoists him in the air. The kid, <laughs> this, meanwhile, this toboggan is coming straight at him. We had to take him out. And somehow he jumps in the air, splits his legs, and, they, and the toboggan goes oh through his legs. God. It's like superpower. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah, just watching the video. Oh, this is insane. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, I'm just watching it. Oh, this this is crazy. <laughs> Amazing, right? Look, he just, he's, he's, to spot that danger at the top, he spotted it a mile oh away. Oh, my he's God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. So, have you... I, have I wouldn't you be able to do it, anything? Scott. No. <laughs> my athletic state, I would have just squatted on the kids, whoever were there, and I'm flat. <laughs> I would have been taken out like a like a ten pin bowling. That's for sure. But have, yeah. you, have you ever had anything like this happen? Uh, uh, not, not not exactly like this. But have you had not, a moment in your life uh, where I I would have, a, uh, there have been little occasions where uh, uh, you know um, I have been a bit uh, daredevilish uh, with my little one with uh, Adira. Um, so you know when she was growing up. Um, uh, where my parents and my wife and my sister used to say, uh, you know, keep her in the center of the bed or so that she should not fall off or just make sure things are padded around her if she's playing on the floor so that she does not bang and hit her head. So I used to I used to take that advice, but not like 100%. I used to like being a bit adventurous. I, I really loved playing with my reflexes also. And I think so that's very <laughs> instinctive. Uh, that's some kind of a... Um, uh, a weird itch that dads have, uh, you know, mm. to show their reflexes for their kids. Yeah. Um, so there have been times where, you know, she was uh, <laughs> she was sitting and having a her milk or a juice, and she's uh, she's in the middle of a sleep and she's trying to doze off, and she would she would fall back, and before she bangs her head on the floor, you know, my hands just slid in, sliding, and held her, yeah, <laughs> uh, held her head. So there, so so there have been occasions like that. But looking at that video, uh, Scott, I think so. Oh, I would man. have ran the opposite direction and uh, just just made myself safe. <laughs> I know. Just try and bundle the kids over or something, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. I, because I that's very sl- risky like, at the same time. Uh, oh, you know, man. it's very risky at the same time. Yeah. But like if you if those kids, if you got kids who are runners, you know what I mean? They're like mm. running to the and suddenly you're like, oh, you turn around for one second, they're gone. <laughs> and then you got to do that. You got to try and pull that yeah. out of the bag. Yeah. But I had a similar Did, thing the other way. I, oh. I found this, I saw this video and like a week later, Louis mm. playing on the couch with Violet, right? Okay. And Louis just started to sit up now on his own. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so we've had him on the couch and, um, you know, Violet had some sort of mat underneath as well. And so I'm like, well, I'm over in the kitchen. I'm mm. looking at this going, oh, I probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't take that mat away, but I've got to do something first. Anyway, looking through the kitchen and then suddenly I see Louis start to topple forward. I'm like, run in, 
ran straight over and just dove and grabbed him just before he hit the hit the ground, you know. So I like slid in and caught him. Not so much like what happened here, but I was like, <laughs> thank God I got his head, you know. Otherwise, that would have been pretty nasty knock on the head. Oh, that's that's pretty crazy. Now, when you're saying this, I remember, you know, when my sister was uh, uh, born, um, uh, uh, you know, the very first day that she was born, that she was brought out of the... Um, Uh, the theater the operation theater and uh, placed on the bed uh, next to my mom so at that moment uh, the lapse by someone from the staff and the timing which was not right something happened and you won't believe scott the first day my sister fell from the bed the first day the, oh, no. the very first day and oh. uh, uh, you know i learned about this much later and i really um, Uh, you know still feel sad about it that mm. i was not there as a as a, a elder brother to save I, w- i would have been like 8 years old at that time when my uh, sis- my newborn sister was there you know i still feel bad about it that i could have been there to you know um, save her but let me tell you this there had been an occasion once where um, so i could redeem myself many years later what happened is um, uh, maybe 7 um, 8 years um from now uh, back from now um we had this we had this um um a uh, hot water geyser uh you know in our in our house and uh, the geyser was shared between two two bathrooms uh so when one What's person was taking a shower uh, geyser is the is the device which is used to heat water for taking showers ah, like yeah, for hot okay, water sure. yeah uh, yeah and uh, in india we had this uh, you know like a gas cylinder that was connected to it which used to heat up the water it was it was a sophisticated device i don't know how it even got approved and legalized it was very dangerous <laughs> uh, i'm getting to the point of why it was dangerous so uh, this geyser was shared between these two bathrooms and i had to go to office i had to go to work Uh, and my sister uh, she stepped into one of the bathrooms so like as i told you when the geyser is being used you cannot use a geyser in the other bathroom so this person has to come out then you uh, uh, you know uh, change the taps and uh, push the water into the other bathroom so it was that kind yeah. of a thing uh, yeah so uh, and my sister is known to be uh, you know uh, like a dreamer and she still is so when she used to yeah. go into the washroom she used to sing and you know she used to like go into this uh, merry land into a mystical world and she used to take like 40 minutes to come out of shower you know that kind of a very exhaustive very <laughs> extensive lavish shower yeah it sounds so very lavish <laughs> so on this particular day uh, she steps in uh, and after 30 minutes i start knocking as a reminder you know i say pretty come out uh you know it's time i i'm i'm getting late let's i have to go and um i don't hear a single drop of water into like in the in the bathroom neither do i hear her respond to my call sometimes when she's annoyed she does not respond to me you know she says yeah screw i'm not going to respond to you you know like yeah, you are yeah. like the bully i'm not going to yeah. respond to you so she does that sometimes so i thought that maybe she's she's playing the fool and she doesn't want to respond to me but i was adamant but mm. then scott uh something really like i told you intuition my intuition just like shot up straight and uh in that commotion what was there in in my house my mom was playing something in a in a computer um uh, on the uh, 
television something else was playing so it was pretty noisy but in that commotion i could hear something that was so uh scary for me i could hear my sister breathe and i could hear my sister take the long breaths of like she's gasping for breath <clears throat> that kind of a thing you know and mm. i got scared i didn't know what to do and i'm calling her calling her calling her she's not responding luckily we had one of those um uh, uh, not so very well locked, made bathroom it? doors yeah, yeah 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 the door was locked and yeah. it was not this uh, wooden doors but it was one of those fiber doors and okay. scott believe it or not believe it or not in that moment my instinct and my power you know it rose up to the maximum i was like hulk at that point you won't believe i i punched straight into the center of the door the door broke open and there i saw my sister lying unconscious in the bathroom oh and that visual still uh, shakes me i it still uh, you know uh, puts me to tears because if i had not been there at that moment you know anything could have happened then we pulled her out and i had to give her give her a cpr um mm. i i i had to try to restore her to life then we took her to the hospital and she was given this uh, um oxygen kind of a treatment which is there for mm. like 24 hours and then she was not 24 hours maybe like 12 hours or something and then she was discharged later in the evening so yeah so this That's is my scary. heroic moment definitely yeah, not well, like sliding uh, and uh, <laughs> picking up kids under the snow but this is my uh, what do you say this is a moment that i'm really proud of uh, oh, and my sister is my sister is like my my child you know i really yeah, love yeah. her and uh, i really adore her so this is this is my uh, <laughs> this and is my she would be story. you would be her everything now you know what i mean you say oh, yes. her life like that's crazy yeah yeah we share a crazy uh, crazy bond uh, you know like the mongoose and the snake always fighting but when it comes to <laughs> but when it comes to uh, yeah. matters of the heart uh, yeah. we are inseparable and uh, you know our love is uh, you know very pure and um naive at the same time yeah amazing man so <laughs> so that's it uh, scott i have this one thing uh, like i would i i would uh, probably like to end with and maybe after that maybe you could share one of your uh, nuggets so yeah two days back i was at school to pick up my daughter um, and uh, we had these uh, set of people um, all the fathers huddled up with their kids playing in the park and uh, we all are talking about random things and uh, Uh, you know so one of the fathers uh, became a father for the second time uh, so we congratulated him and all that stuff and uh, um uh, so we asked uh, was it a boy or a girl and uh, he said it's a boy and uh, in this huddle of uh, fathers there were like three uh, three of us were indians and uh, the others were uh, you know localites uh, like uh, uh, two of them were uh, canadians and one i'm not sure the origin um so one of my indian counterpart fathers asked this other indian father saying are you happy that it's a boy child <laughs> did you want a girl so he said yeah yeah i'm happy it's a boy child and the the canadian father was like he was like confused he giggled and he was like like what what is this conversation why won't you be happy with a child so then i looked at him i knew he was confused i told uh, you know this is a very indian thing because dads 
uh, from India or Indian dads, they really aspire to have girl children. They really want girl girl child, and and okay, because yeah. the bond that they share is like amazing, and it's 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 a very weird uh, uh, Indian thing. I I don't know. It might uh, this this kind of a phenomenon might uh, might exist in other parts of the world too. So I was explaining this to him. So. Uh, the, this particular gentleman went on to explain the thing that it's very it's it's very scary of him to think having a girl child because when they grow up uh, there are so many risks involved there are so many pressures involved there are uh, so many stress points involved so i said i i told i am very clear about my parenting thing i will keep her safe and secure till 18 once she's 18 it's up to her and all that uh, you know i started sharing that wisdom so he said you know what i want to share a funny story i said what is that so he said uh <laughs> the the first girl that he dated uh he went to pick her up for a date night and when he was in the car he parked the car outside her house and uh, was waiting for her in place of she coming she coming into the car the girl's dad the girl's dad shows up with a huge gun pointing at his face <laughs> oh no and uh, he just stands there and this guy is frozen he can't do anything you know he's like <laughs> yeah petrified <laughs> yeah and you can't run over the dad also because for <laughs> obvious reason <laughs> so, <laughs> so then he goes on to say the father was just there to you know show his show his macho-ness and uh, you know probably give a statement that don't mess with my daughter <laughs> you know <laughs> so and uh, uh, you know, probably that was the last time. Probably he dated her also. I don't know. I I didn't go on to ask because we had to we had to get back home. <laughs> but that was yeah, like yeah. a funny, uh, funny snippet from a real person's life that we heard. I've seen these scenes in movies, but yeah. for me it was really amusing to hear it firsthand from a person who experienced it. You know. Oh man, I, I think that's kind of like every dad's kind of. Uh, you know, I, I guess for us over in Australia, it's not like we yeah people uh, like dads aspire to have girls but it's also like if they have girls they want to protect their girls and it's like yeah. all right well i'm going to do what i have to do to protect my girl and if that's having a gun pointed at his face to say hey take care of my girl then that's what's gonna happen <laughs> i remember um the first time i met charlotte's parents i was mm. petrified of meeting a dad because you know like it, it's it's his daughter you know it's his yeah. baby girl you know and so and and i was i was thinking i'm gonna get that talking to Never got that talking to. It was it was fine from the, from the get go. But yeah, it's 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 one of those things, isn't it? You sort of want to protect them too much, and I guess it's more because males know. You know what I mean? Like being a male, yep. you kind of like you know what what males think and what they do, and so therefore you're like, I'm going to be a little bit more protective. I think <laughs> in this instance, you know, <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh, but it's I see I. Um... Um, see, Scott, the world is changing so fast. It is not the it's not the time that we grew up in, and uh, things are changing. Probably, um, uh, um, you know, other smaller cities, smaller towns, smaller um, places will eventually catch up to what these so-called advanced cities and uh, states or countries are uh, experiencing. It is essential for parents to. Um, give two things to kids um, that is give them the freedom to choose and also 
give them the knowledge and education and let them know that if anything goes wrong they always have us as a point of support or a, as us as a, uh, a point of contact for anything that they need yeah. in life and yeah. that's all these two uh, basic things if we communicate with our kids i think so most of the yeah. troubles can be avoided uh, rest uh, you know the good and the bad it's all subjective what yeah, is exactly. good for us might be bad for our kids what is uh, good for our kids might be bad for us uh, because they are experiencing life in a different way than we are so uh, setting totally. uh, you know setting rules uh, laid down uh, by our own life experiences that we experience as a, as uh, children of the our um, or as uh, similar aged as they are right now will not be uh uh practical to impose on them you know it will be yeah, only yeah. it'll only lead to more problems for us so you give them exactly. the freedom to choose let yep. them choose but uh give them also the education to choose wisely that's all yeah prashan i i totally agree with that hey cuz like you know if you're not going to let them live their lives it's only going to come back to haunt you later you know they're going to they're going to turn around and be like you know, you didn't let me do X, Y, and Z, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna yep. rebel. You know, and so yep. I know for me with Violet, she's strong-willed, man. Like, and I know that she'll be able to look after herself. And so mm. I kind of feel sorry for the guys that are gonna be with her because <laughs> she's gonna be telling them what to do. I can tell you that right now. And 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 I'm like you. I'm very similar to you. Whereas I'll I'll be sort of giving her, I guess, you know, like some sort of some sort of advice it's like look here's things that happen for us in a day here's what to look out for we're here if you need us you know what i mean like but you got to live your life yep. and you got to you got to go out there and do what you got to do yep awesome scott do you have mm-hmm. uh, any parting words do you have any any more um, um cool things well, to share before we wrap up no it'd be good it'd be good to have a bit more sleep um <laughs> little Louis, yes. little Louis, yes. god love him he's he's so cute he's just so cute that you can't yeah. stay mad at him but he's just <laughs> an awful sleeper at the moment and like that's one of the other things too with violet it's like you know when you have a second child you sort of it's not good or bad but it's just you notice the differences in them and so mm. you know with violet she's just such a good sleeper from such a young age and she still is a really really good sleeper <laughs> and it's like louie man please come on <laughs> give us some more sleep. <laughs> so you gotta you know he's up multiple times of the night and sort of and i thank charlotte so much as my wife because mm. she takes the brunt of it you know getting up and, yep. and helping out during the yep. night because i've got to get up and go to work and so you kind of get used to that sleeplessness i don't know if you remember it's probably etched oh, yes. out of your memory now well you do okay. <laughs> i do probably, remember you probably can't you probably can't release it right you but you know you get it. up and you're you groggy and you just go to work but you deal with it and it's mm. just this perpetual tiredness and yeah. so i'm looking forward to that to end um i love them both <laughs> i love i love them all so much but i would love some more sleep that's my buying words <laughs> super cool uh, scott i think so this this uh, reunion episode was uh, uh, really a uh, breather for us well overdue um, yeah well overdue and uh, this new format also it makes us uh, 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 what do you say much more uh, into being ourselves 
rather than yeah. trying to follow probably a template that what uh, the podcast listeners might want or uh, you know and i yeah. i like this format what do you what do you think do you enjoy this do you did you enjoy That's the great. conversation today yeah awesome. i loved it you know because it, it was like we don't know where it's gonna go it's like okay so what yeah. have you got and i'm looking at your list here and i'm going gunpoint on a first date what the hell is that <laughs> what happened to prashant you know i'm thinking maybe you got a story from yeah when yeah. you first met um yeah. ash as well you know so and then op- unoptimized <laughs> i'm like is that even a word like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's good i love it I awesome it so really well. so all uh, you beautiful people who have been patient with us uh, for all this while uh, and uh, who have been waiting for us to put an episode out even if you're one person or hundreds of other people who have been waiting uh, firstly apologies for uh, taking this uh, break but now since we are back uh, i think so we are we are back with a bang let us know if you like this episode if you like this format um if you want us to improve uh, let us know the best way to let us know is by leaving us a review on whatever podcast platform uh, you're listening to um and, and what do you what do you think also to Bashan about sorry yeah. Bashan before before we go what no, do you think no. about yeah. you know um any questions or anything like that that listeners want to ask or if they've got any experiences mm. or whatever to put them forward yeah um on, yeah. on whatever channel is it a facebook yes. no it's, it's how, so how we will they... so this this would come out on a youtube channel so they can drop in the comments and leave right. a question uh this should be on uh, on instagram too uh, so you all will find uh, clippings or uh, short snippets of our uh, our conversations uh, you all can leave comments uh, you all can throw your uh, compliments or complaints or sarcasms or uh, you know whatever you want Uh, it's, yeah, exactly. it's fine because it does not matter to yeah. us uh, because we love what we are doing and we are uh, really happy to share uh, the little the little wisdom uh, or the little experiences that we have uh, learned in these last so many years and especially in the last 3 uh, years uh, by doing our own uh, spiritual work by doing our own grounding work and uh, that is why this podcast is named as the aligned dad where we are trying to find our own inner alignment Uh, so thank you scott for reminding that uh, so you. great we shall catch up with you next week ciao bye thank you prashant see you guys